How was your day at work? How, how was it being back? I got back pretty late last night, so I was, like, pretty tired all of today, um, which was kind of rough. And it was just, like, a weird day at work because we had some, like, external auditors at our location today checking us for certain sorts of things. So I don't want to say everyone was on edge because that's not really what it was, but, like, there's a bit of a, a air of this isn't a normal day at work. Um, so today was, it was just weird. It wasn't, it wasn't your typical day. I didn't necessarily do all the things that I do in my typical day of work. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I got to do something that I've never done before, which was, I wish I still hadn't ever done it before, but that's fine. Um, one of my coworkers who was out today had a package come in for them that had leaked badly. And working in a chemical lab, when one of your coworkers' packages leaks badly, that's a bad thing because mm-hmm. it's probably chemicals. Well, obviously it's chemicals, but like potentially it's bad stuff- chemicals. <laughs> yeah, potentially harmful to your health chemicals. And so at the very end of my day, me and uh, my manager got to go like clean up that package and do our best to deal with it and kind of get in a state where it can sit for the next couple of days until this coworker gets back from their work trip that they're on. I see. Yeah, so that was an interesting experience, something that I've never done before. Sounds and, like it. Uh, like, in the moment, I was like, well, this kind of sucks. Like, this isn't my fault. I didn't do anything <laughs> to cause this. Why am I dealing with it? But also, it was kind of just like, this is just from, like, it's just a thing to do. And it really wasn't that bad, even though in the moment, like, I was just like, oh, this kind of sucks. So, yeah. I guess it was some excitement to my day, which is, I guess, kind of a good thing. Yeah, it's not nothing. Yeah. Good to get a little variety in there. Yeah, variety is the spice of life, Mark. That's right. That and At oregano. least that's what people tell me. Ooh, oregano is a really good spice. It is, but I'm too lit. I'm not good enough at using spices to like specifically use oregano. I just get like a generic Italian seasoning blend and call okay. it good. <laughs> so it's essentially oregano and a couple of the things plus thirty cents per container. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I need to see what it's like. Italian or maybe it's cheaper seasoning blend. I don't even know what else would be in it because I have one of those containers and it smells like oregano and that's all I can smell. Okay, this is the stuff that I normally get so now I need to figure out what's in it. I think this is what I normally get. It's close enough to what I normally get. Product information, product features. That's not interesting. Okay, Uh, seasoning features a classic blend of organic Mediterranean spices like oregano, marjoram, marjoram, I don't know Ooh, how. Marjoram. I've heard that before. Thyme, rosemary, basil, and sage. I've heard all of the of all of those before. I've not heard of marjoram, but I've heard of all the others because I've used all the others. I don't know if I've ever used marjoram. What is it? Now I need to look this up. I definitely remember growing up and seeing in the spice cabinet in like high school and thinking, "Wow, that word looks like marijuana," even though it doesn't. 
I guess vaguely. If you don't, if you don't think about it, it does. Yeah. <laughs> don't think about it. It'll make sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I have no idea what marjoram is, or like it's a leaf, I assume. Well, it says Google said that it was a cold-sensitive perennial herb. Yeah, so it's probably a leaf. Well, yes, it is. I mean, it's a plant. Well, like, it's not a I've... leaf. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but I have like no idea what it like tastes like, or it tastes like happiness. Is that what Google told you? No, but it does say that it was known to the Greeks and Romans as a symbol of happiness. <laughs> okay. So close enough. That, that's not too far off. Yeah. I'm not totally lying. Uh, it is also called pot marjoram, although this name is also used for other cultivated species. <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh... Cultivation. Yeah, I see no description of its taste. Yeah. Granted, I don't know how you would describe the taste of any spice. They're kind mm-hmm. of beyond description because they are used as like the basis of description. Description. Yeah. Oh, what does I'm... cinnamon taste like? Oh, kind of like spicy, but not. <laughs> so true. But yeah, I just get seasoning blends because I'm lazy. The only no, like individual bad. things that I have, I have onion and garlic salt, or maybe it's maybe I have garlic powder, powder and onion salt. Yeah. yeah, probably. Um, or maybe I have powders of both. I don't remember because they both come in powder and salt form. Yeah. And I don't know which I have, but it doesn't really matter. Um, no, it's definitely not onion salt. I definitely have onion powder, which makes me think that I have garlic salt. Yeah, that fits with, even though I agreed with the last iteration. <laughs> when you, when you agreed with the reverse. <laughs> now that you say that, that one sounds more logical, because I remember putting, like, garlic salt on things growing up, and I have onion powder, so. Yeah. And then I have salt and pepper, and a couple of seasoning blends. <laughs> the only times when I use, like, single seasonings or whatever or like single spices or whatever you call them mm-hmm. it's like because i'm making a recipe and it calls for said item yeah exactly i smell what you're stepping in bro even then i'll like ignore it if it's something that is italian oh. seasoning i'll just use italian seasoning blends wow bold move well i'm lazy <laughs> I guess, but if if it's something that I've heard of and I and there's a clear replacement for it, okay, then I'll go with that. If it's something that's a bit more, um, something that I don't use as frequently, mm-hmm. or there's not as clear of a replacement. Actually, no, I do have some cayenne pepper. <gasps> yeah, I'm not a big like I'm not a spicy person. I don't use it very frequently at all. At least I think I have it. Uh, in my head, I have it, and I feel like I've used it at some point. Um, but I think it was a mix of Greg and Aaron. They both sort of got me into it, just kind of cooking with it in very small doses. Yeah, you just need like a little dash here or there. Yeah, and I, yeah, so it makes it work. It's fine. Um, but I use it so infrequently that I'm not actually convinced now that I do have it. I have had it at some point. I can't guarantee I currently have it. <laughs> 
if you have had it, you've either, either thrown it away or gotten rid of it or you still do have it or someone stole it maybe. Well, but. I think part of it is that if I, I probably like didn't move out here with it because oh, yeah. I definitely yeah. had it last year, I think, in my apartment uh, or I guess whatever, senior year of college. Um, but I'm not sure if I have it now, but in either case. Hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do for dinner. I had a big lunch. No. Yeah. I had a sad lunch. What was that? <laughs> so I got back late last night, um, and I definitely didn't have stuff for lunch today, but I also didn't want to go eat out because I've eaten out a lot in the past week. And so... For my lunch, I packed some a little thing of hummus, some pita chips, and two slices of bread and a slice of cheese. And then on my way to work, I purchased pre-made like chicken, chicken salad sandwich or chicken, sa- whatever it's called. Chicken glorp. You know what That's what I'll yeah, call it. Yeah, like chicken mayo goop with other stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um. That and so at work I had a sandwich of, I put that on my bread with my cheese and then had some hummus, which I spiced up with some hot sauce from the work fridge and ate that with my pita chips and that was my lunch. Nice. Which was just kind of like, meh, and it's what I'm having tomorrow because I bought too much chicken goop. Um... (laughs) Because it was the smallest thing they had, and it was definitely at least two sandwiches worth. Yeah. And I was not trying to eat two sandwiches worth of it today, because... <laughs> like, it's it's fine. A it's man good, can only but... handle so much. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things, it's like, it's a food that I'll eat because I need to eat at that moment. But, like, there's a lot of things I would choose over it, you know? Because, like, pre-made crap is just... Like, it's it's edible... But it's not, like, delicious. Yeah. Given, like, an hour, I could have made way better myself, but in the past day and a half, I haven't had the hour to do so. so. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. That's where I was at today at lunch, so. kind of reminds me when I, uh, I picked my little sister up from her internship once uh, in college, and... <laughs> She said, can you take me to the grocery store? I'm, I'm out of groceries. And I was like, how out of groceries are you? She said, well, <laughs> for lunch, I made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with two heels of a loaf of bread. Or no, she, she just made a peanut butter sandwich. That's what it was. Yep. No jelly. Uh, with two heels of a loaf of bread. I guess I was living, ho- living large. I had honey on mine. But oh, yeah? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, no. I've definitely been there. It happens. Happens to the best of us. Or maybe just happens to the worst of us. I just feel like I'm not committed enough to the food that I have to get to that point. I don't know. That's just Maybe that's just because it's so it sounds so sad to me. Like it's so off of what I would like to eat. Because I'm not a big PB&J person. I don't make them on my own. Yeah. Um, I guess I've had other sad meals, but they just, you know, they personally don't seem that sad to me. Mm-hmm. But that just seemed like the epitome of 
uh, starving college student sort of a thing. Yeah. But I have way less sympathy for my sister because she's just like a incredibly frugal person and that's just how she is. Okay. Like there are some things that she just hates paying for and she'll spend a lot of money on other things. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is everybody, but you know, when it so misaligns with my own feelings, <laughs> it seems more it seems worse. <laughs> yeah, and you're related to them, so you feel like you have a bit of a a I don't know, justification to be slightly more judgmental. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. I see you, Mark. I see you. Yeah. It was funny. She, uh, I had lent her my laptop for her study abroad, and I told her that like if she wants to keep using it, then she needs to buy it off of me. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty good laptop, and so she, I had previously told her that like if she ever visited, I would like pay for a zoo ticket for her, and she said, "Can she cash that in as a discount on this laptop?" <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you went to the zoo. It's an, it's a not insubstantial amount to discount. <laughs> that is true. Like, <laughs> it's not like I had been like, oh, I'll take you to Applebee's. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's something I could, like, picture my dad doing. Because my <laughs> dad is, like, he's one of, like, the most frugal people that I know. Mm-hmm. And I could totally imagine him doing that. Yeah. <laughs> what was the answer well, I let her I didn't care okay that's fine by me just no zoo for her now yeah that's right ooh you're missing out girl the zoo's pretty fun well she'll never hear this so <laughs> that's fine <laughs> my family doesn't listen either thank god <laughs> That's one of my like biggest fears with this podcast is that my family will someday decide to listen to it. Yeah. Uh, well, I-, I feel like I'm pretty in the clear because I rarely swear on it or anything like that. My family knows I swear. I feel like my mom doesn't. <laughs> oh. I feel like... Like, I'm sure she's academically aware of it, but I don't think, unlike my sisters, I don't think she's ever actually heard me swear. Okay. Yeah, so. my family's... I guess that's more of, like, how my sister is, I think. I have heard my sister swear, but not often. But, like, my family has definitely heard me swear. I think it's just, like, the frequency with which it happens. That they have an experience, but I think they consciously mm. know. Because okay. I, I am related to relatively intelligent people. I feel like they can extrapolate. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they want to. Yeah, but I think they have. I hope they have. I always hope my family knows me better than I allow them to. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they can just, like, guess things about me that I don't want to, like, bring up myself. You know? Yeah. (laughs) That was... Okay. (laughs) So, Grant. Yeah. uh, I need to double-check something that I'm fairly confident about. Oh, have I already done this comic before? Yes. Yeah, I've gone off this one. And the before. reason that it's in my head is because 
uh, I was talking to Erin before uh, a little while ago, and she said, "Oh, I was just listening to this. I was just listening to this episode of Comic Star. I listened to episode thirty-nine. I was like, oh, what was about that?'" And she's like, "Oh, like you and Grant just talk about like being organized and stuff." And so I'm looking, and that made me look at this comic. comic. That made me look at this comic and be like, "Oh wait, I'm pretty sure Grant has used this." And technically, the one that we linked to in that episode is when Go Comics ran it 11 years prior to the one that you currently have linked, Uh, but it's the same comic. Okay. So that's really disappointing. Okay. Um, I have a new comic. Give me, like, 20 seconds to get this to you. I'm not using our fancy things in the show notes. I'm sorry. It's fine. I know it's really hard to hyperlink things. It's an emergency mark, okay? Okay. Okay, I have the comic. I have the comic. Okay. Hey, so, if you haven't listened to episode 39, go back and give it a listen. It's a good, uh, it's a mediocre comic, but I'm sure it was a good episode. No doubt. <laughs> okay, we have Frank and Ernest by Thaves. Uh, and we are faced with a group of slaves building what seems to be a pyramid. Um... And there is one slave in the foreground pushing a blo- a big block, or a couple of slaves, I guess, pushing a, pushing a big block across the sand, and a slave driver with a whip on t- standing on top of the block. And one of the slaves says, "Those guys at the home improvement store always make it sound so easy." All right. <laughs> Okay, first of all, Aww. we all know I didn't mean to choose this comic, but there's something that bugs me about it that I just need to bring up. Hmm, let me see if I can guess. Uh, no, I can't guess. <laughs> so I understand the, like... Is the... it the scaffolding? <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> it's Some the fact that the stuff. slave... That the slave driver is standing on the block. Yeah, because of like, I know, I know in reality that like the the amount of weight that he adds to the block is probably insignificant. Assuming this is like one of the Egyptian pyramids or something, because those blocks were heavy. But also, like that's just like such a dick move. Yeah, he's a slave but, driver. Like, slave drivers aren't above <laughs> dick moves. I know. <laughs> But, like, it's also unproductive to, like, getting your project done. You want to really grind my gears about slavery? The racism. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> what an observation. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, like, I'm really annoyed by things that are just, like... It's just a general disregard for human life. <laughs> yeah, Grant. Yeah, we're all there. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I feel like such an ass. <laughs> but also okay but the thing is like we accept all those things like those are terrible things and like but I'm also annoyed with just like the being terrible while also being terrible in a way that makes everything worse yeah 
even if it's like marginally worse it's just like why are you doing that you're just being a butt like you're already being one of the biggest butts in the history of the world but yeah like, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> Woo! That's, that's right if what Grant is trying to say is that he, if he were a slave owner, he would be way nicer. I'm not even going to acknowledge that because I know it's going to become the title, whatever it, <laughs> whatever I was going to say. <laughs> and we're not doing this. I know I'll never need like, or at least I know I'll never like worry about like this podcast coming up and like any political careers or anything because that's not happening in my life. But like, still, we're not doing that, Mark. I know. <laughs> so where I wanted to take this, or at, I guess where I at the last minute decided I can find a way to quickly bend this into what I want to talk about mm-hmm. was the word improvement. Okay. And I know we've like talked before about like self-improvement and this and that. And I feel like in the past, we've, maybe we haven't. I don't know. I feel like in the past we've talked about things in more of like a general sense in terms of self-improvement of like, I don't know. But I was just going to ask tonight, like, what's one thing that you wish you were better at that you're not? And I can like keep mumbling along here or bumbling along, whatever. Words are words just to like buy you some time. But... Just cut me off whenever you're ready to roll with this, or else I'm just going to keep kind of talking along. I don't know. I'm just kind of curious how long you can keep going. Well, so in this in this comic, <laughs> there's like this sun, and there's these, there's these like very dark rings around it, and it just like kind of bugs me because I feel like there's probably some like real physical phenomenon that would allow something, I know not that distinct to happen, but something like that to happen, even though... Like, you'd very rarely observe it, but I bet there's, there has to be something. Like, there's a bunch of weird things in the universe. So, like, after this podcast is over, I'm probably going to look up, like, some weird sun artifact things, um, even though they probably won't relate to that. But I'm just, like, mumbling along here. Um, and in the background, there's some palm trees. Okay. And <laughs> Mark, this is really when- brutal. <laughs> Can you just cut that out? Because no. I'm gonna get a mean text uh, message about this again. So uh, I need to follow. I need a clarifying question. Okay. Like, in what spirit are you asking the question? What do I wish that I was better at? Um. Well, actually, no. Never mind. I-, I think I have a decent answer. Um. Okay. Uh, one thing that I definitely wish that I was just uh that I had more ingrained in me mm-hmm. It's just like in general saving money better like I've gotten better and I have certain things set up that just sort of force me to do it um, but it still just doesn't come as naturally as it does to other people yeah Um, just for you know various reasons like it just like was never really drilled into me in the way that I feel it was for others Mm-hmm. And so that's definitely one thing that I wish um, just kind of came more naturally that I planned around better. Uh, and like I said, I'm I'm taking active steps to do such improvement, but uh, it's still something that's sort of outstanding. Mm-hmm. 
Did you have something in mind? I was going to ask you more questions about you, but... That's fine. Why do you feel like it wasn't something that was ingrained in you? Growing up, was it just something that wasn't, like, kind of... I don't know. For me, I'm just going to keep monologuing here for a sec. For me, like, saving money, I know, was something that was drilled into me. Because I had a father who worked in accounting and a grandmother who worked at a bank and stuff like that. So I, I'm sure that I had more of it than the average person. But was it... I guess, how was, like, saving money... Like, did it ever come up in your childhood? Uh, a bit. Like, I always knew how to... Like, in theory, I was okay at savings for a while. Um, But I don't know. It just, like... In theory, I should have known better. Uh, there's, like, I don't, I don't really have a good reason. It's just one of those things that... You know, you have certain things in your life that don't connect with you. Mm-hmm. Things that you should do. Um, and, and I don't really have a good reason for why uh, being very diligent about saving money isn't one of those things. But for some reason, it just never really was. Yeah. Uh, maybe part of it is just that, like... Um, saving money in light of having things like thousands of dollars of debt <laughs> didn't like just yeah. didn't register with me. Yeah. Um, part of it was probably like I was good at saving for specific things, but you know, throughout high school and most of college there weren't, uh, I didn't have uh, constantly recurring things to have to handle. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't really until, you know, I moved out here that it was like, things are really getting started and everything feels sort of real. Yeah. And I have to start sorting out how to uh, stay on top of everything and make sure that I have enough money, otherwise I will be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's one of those things that I feel like, as a as a younger person you know about before you actually experience but you don't really understand at all what like having to like make ends meet is like before you actually have to start doing it yeah it was just nothing that was super vivid to me like for some people like some kids worry about that just for whatever reason like there are just some things that people certain people worry about that other people don't and it's one of those things that, like, I know some people who are have always been extremely diligent about it. And even though I academically know that I should be, I'm just, I just wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and there are other things that I'm probably very diligent about that are also, also arguably way less important than, like, financial stability um, that other people care way less about. Um, so, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Do you have a piggy bank still? Um, not really. Uh, at home in Minnesota, I have a coin jar that is just kind of there and has a bunch of change in it. And I have a very small place to deposit change. 
um, in my room. But I pay with cash so rarely. Normally it's in a situation where it's like it makes sense that whatever leftover change I have, I'll just throw it in a tip jar at like a coffee shop or whatever. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, I mean, part of it is also just like, you know, I have a credit card now and I'm always, I, I am, like I said, I have, it's not like I'm totally financially irresponsible, you know, like, <laughs> I'm not I never, a, <laughs> I never thought you were, but <laughs> yeah, like I'm not in a bad place. It's just, I, I'm way less good and consistent at savings than I want to be. Yeah. Um, and so that's just something that I'm, you know, working on getting on top of, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, so with things like credit cards, it's like, you know, I, I keep track of what I'm spending and all that, uh, but pretty much everything I pay for with a credit card because, like, you get cash back, and it's silly not to use it. Yeah. You know? And that's basically my viewpoint. It's like, it doesn't... Like, I know that I'm always on top of it, and I'm always on top of my payments and everything, uh, and it's never even close to been an issue and every month I get you know some amount of money back and it's cool that I get that so yeah what about you um so I know this is going to sound really vague but for me something I've been I've been trying to work on it for a long time because it's just something that I'm bad at um Obviously, I'm trying to work on it because it's something that I'm bad at. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm. I o- I've always wished that I was someone who was better at just like doing things, and I fully understand that that's the worst way to describe what I'm trying to explain. But I wish I was better at Like, making decisions and making actions without spending immense amount of time thinking about what I'm about to do or what I'm about to decide. Because a lot of the decisions or the things that I do in my daily life or my work life or whatever, even back to college into my, like, school life, I feel like I would often spend so much time thinking about things to the point that, like, I'd already made the decision and I'd known that I'd made the decision and I knew that no extra amount of thinking about it was going to change that decision, but I still kept thinking about it because I was like worried about making the wrong decision or make, or like doing the wrong thing, making whatever incorrect action I was terrified about or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to get better at just like, doing things when it's something that i know i'm gonna do i know that no amount of thinking about it or worrying about it or analyzing the situation will change things just like getting it done um and uh, i'm trying to think of a quick good example like a good example is just like paying my bills um because like often i'll get like, I'll get my bills for my gas or electric or rent or whatever. Like, I know when those bills are due and I know how much they'll be, but I'll still wait until, like, 
within the week of them being due to pay them. And it's like, I know what this is going to be like two weeks ahead of time. Why don't I just like pay when I get it and things like that? Because then it, it just ends up being like this cloud over my head that takes up mental space that could be occupied by more important things because I'm going to pay the bill. It doesn't matter when I pay it. I'm going to pay it. It's like, I don't know why often I'll like just keep putting it off because I'll often get the bill and it's like, I could pay it right then and there, but I don't. And I have no logical reason why. And that really frustrates me. Yeah. So. Fair enough. I guess that's something I'm trying to improve at. Mm-hmm. Baby steps, Grant. Yeah, real baby steps for me. But it's all right. We'll get we'll get there eventually. Mm-hmm. So, for this week, Mark, you've chosen a comic. From Burger and Wise by Pascal Wise and Joe Burger. Have I pronounced all those words correctly? Seems fine to me. Sweet. I'm so far winning. Let's try to keep up this streak. So in Mark's comic, there appears to be a... Uh, I guess I would describe it as a small group discussion with a number of individuals sitting in chairs in a circle. Um, And the comic is titled Book Group. And the primary individual is um, saying, I found her hands rather cold. All the individuals in this group appear to be books. Paper-bound books. So, Mark, do you think my hands are cold, or where are we going here? Do you think I don't read? Do you think I only read when I'm cold? All of those actually seem to be reasonable statements. I bet your hands are cold. I know that you don't read that much. Um, and I bet you that there's probably some sort of correlation between the temperature and when you read. Eh, you're a smart man. Those... There, I don't know if there's a correlation there, but there probably is. I would, if I were a betting man, I would bet that there probably is. I mean, none of that is actually what I really meant to talk about. I, I mean, I had vague questions about your reading habits, um, but I or... mostly, I, I mostly just wanted to get your thoughts on like the idea of book groups or book clubs, mm. like just what you think about them and, uh. I don't know, yeah, just sort of a general feeling about them. Um, never been in one. Kind of wish I'd been in one. But I feel like I wouldn't enjoy being in one, but I still wish that I've been in one. <laughs> um, I don't, I feel like book groups are, like, they each are their own individual thing, but in if I had to like generalize them, I feel like they're often more of just like one of those social gatherings that's like set up around a very vague topic and it probably doesn't really center on what it claims it's centered on most of the time. 
and it's more of just an excuse for people to, like get together and hang out mm-hmm. like most of the book groups that i know of at least like in a secondary sense from like knowing people who are part of said book groups it feels like people don't read the book and like they don't actually spend that much time discussing the book and most of the meetings are just like social gatherings vaguely veiled by oh yeah we quote unquote read the same book and so we're going to talk about it but really they just like talk about other things maybe i'm totally wrong for most book groups but that's been like my experience having never been in a book group with book groups Hmm. interesting i don't know have have you ever been in a book group i mean not like outside of school no okay yeah um i mean I, i mean it's hard to say i'm sure that there are definitely groups that are exactly as you have described uh, I'm sure that there are also groups who do read it and maybe talk about it, but don't get all like, they don't treat it like school, you know, like if they happen mm-hmm. to uh, diverge into a different um, subject, they're not going to worry too much about it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's healthy. Like, I think that most groups and clubs, like they are founded out of a... Um, some shared idea, experience, interest, whatever, and that is then used as a launching off point to just do stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know. I think that, like, you know, something that you know, if it's a book club, yeah, it's probably good to read the books. It's good for you to read books. Um, but if it's a group that is all on the same page, uh, literally and figuratively then you know then that's that yeah but yeah i don't know i always find it hard to uh, discuss books in like a serious way with other people now that surprises me because i mean i think it depends there are some books where i have but like to have an extended discussion i find it difficult because it seems so much like school to me. Like I'm sitting in a circle and having a Socratic seminar. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to figure out how to strike a, like a proper tone and feel of like, you know, saying, you know, I really like this book for reasons X, Y, and Z. And hearing other people say that and responding to them and actually having a discussion about it beyond just like, oh yeah, I loved this plot or I hated these characters. That seems really interesting to me because, like, when I first thought about it, I would have expected that that's something that's just, like, would come really natural to you. Because, I don't know. I feel like you're often really good at, like, discussing complex ideas in kind of, I would say, a more, like, casual social circumstance. And from my perspective, that's all of what you just described but it's kind of fascinating for me that it would feel almost forced to you when centered around books or a specific story or whatever yeah i mean i have a i have a hard time exactly explaining why i think part of it is that 
most of the conversations that I have involving, you know, quote unquote, complex ideas tend to come about more naturally. Um, and are typically held with people who I've learned how to talk to about those things. And I know are also somewhat interested in it. And and that puts me at ease more. But there's just something about like thinking about a book club or something. Or trying to talk about a specific piece of media for longer than just a few minutes. Beyond like beyond something more than like a recommendation. Uh-huh. Or, a, or an easy agreement of, yeah, that was good. Okay. I don't know why, but I just find it hard to maintain a conversation for a while about stuff like that. Okay. I have this real burning question hmm. that I just have to ask. I don't know if we have time to discuss it, but so does this podcast feel like a academic, like Socratic seminar to you? Oh no, that's what like OHAC is whenever we talk about books and stuff. Okay. Um, because your description of like talking about any piece of media and a serious sense for more than just a few minutes seemed like the exact description of this podcast no 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 not at all because this podcast is we use a piece of media to just start talking about an idea and then we just go from there and have it and have a conversation we're not sitting here saying this is why i like this comic and you should read it listener or grant or whatever okay um we're not discuss like you know it's it's not, not a discussion about the, the comic okay we're not okay yeah that makes sense to me now at least a bit more than before but yeah i don't know it's just like i don't know i just even when i see when i listen to other podcasts of people discussing say a movie or a book yeah like I enjoy listening to it, but even like people who do it a lot, it always just seems a little unnatural to me, even if they're doing it well. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to really explain why. It's just always a little off to me. Um, and like I enjoy, it. like I enjoy reading books, and I enjoy writing things about stuff that I read and watch. Yeah. Um, but again, that's like, because it's something that I've been trained to do throughout school and I've never been trained to, um, sit around with people and casually discuss like a specific book. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have been trained with just like my friends to talk about random ideas. Hmm. So I don't know. It just it just feels a little different to me. I I can't really explain why. Yeah, I, I have no idea. And I, but that's these are some of the things that I love about this podcast because it's like I have no idea like why, but it's so interesting to me <laughs> because it's kind of the unanswered question of why. <laughs> 